You staying home tonight? I hadn't planned on it, no. Plan on it. Tom Holland? That's Tom Holland, right? Yes, my favorite. Yeah. My favorite of all the Spider-Mans. Yeah, he's mine too. Do you follow him on Instagram? He's super cute. No, should I? Yeah, you should. I mean, he's like super cute and like a... You're, he's he seems a lot like his character in Spider-Man. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. Super, you know, adorable. Okay, this is not, not that high school boys usually are adorable, but he like pulls it off. So Tom Holland. Yeah. Okay, that just happened just now. Okay. <laughs> that was super important. Yeah, no, I I love how innocent he kind of is in the. I I, I that for all those reasons I feel like he's perfect for that. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Well. uh we just start. I'm not. I'm not a very formal person. I don't really have everything together. So <laughs> we just kind of start. Okay. Good. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. This is so funny that I, I, I feel like we should just recap for everyone a little bit how um, I reached out to you and you were like, okay, fine. I'll talk about the Fulton Sheen thing. And I was like, what Fulton Sheen thing? I was like, you've just been giving me giving me some love on Instagram and I just felt like I just felt like uh you had like mentioned me in some story and I got all these followers and I was like, what is going and I and for a day I'm like trying to figure out what's going on. And there was this Bonnie Ingstrom effect that was happening to me on Instagram. <laughs> so I was like, well well, you know, I've been I've been watching you do stuff with Blessed She and like we've been on the internet for a while. And so I reached out and <laughs> you were like all right, fine. I'll do more PR on this, on this thing. And I was completely clueless, like oblivious to the whole thing. Oh, actually, a lot of people are because it happened, you know, eight years ago almost. And okay. so, a lot of people haven't been following me for eight years, and yeah. so they don't really know that I am the mom of the miracle baby. Yeah. For machine. But so, was there some type of recent news that happened or something that brought it back up? Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah. Um, because the 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 cause for Fulton Sheen's canonization is paused currently. And um, basically it's tied up in the New York state court system. And so the judge ruled in favor of Fulton Sheen's niece, which would mean that Bishop Sheen would come back to the diocese of Peoria, which is where I'm from. And then that would allow the canonical norms to happen as they should so that the cause could reopen. Crazy. And um, so that was like, a huge victory, but um, the Archdiocese of New York and the trustees of the cathedral decided to appeal for a second time. So, um, it was, you know, so now we are just waiting for the appellate courts again wow. to make their decision. Wow. So, well, and, and very quickly, what, it, what, what was the miracle eight years ago? Yeah. So, um, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the short story. I did no the- research. I, I'm being honest here. Oh, I didn't really? know. Yeah, no, I just wanted to hear from you. Like, I wanted it to just be. <laughs> okay. <That's so laughs> I felt funny. like it was in in the theme of <laughs> how everything happened. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, like, took a screenshot of our conversation yeah. and I sent it to my husband and yeah. all of our friends. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> because most, most people, you know, like, that's why people want to talk to me. And I was like. He just wants to talk to me. And my husband said, <laughs> then what does he want to talk to you about? Like, <laughs> what else is interesting about you? <laughs> That's most people listening to this podcast are like, what is, what are we talking about here? Like, what is going on? And I'm like, it's my show. I'll, I'll do what I want. I'll have Bonnie That's on right. if I want to have her on. That's 
Yeah. Okay. So really interesting thing though. Um, eight years ago, well, it'll be eight years this September. Um, I was, you know, pregnant with my third baby. We were having our third planned home birth. I know you're a home birther. Oh yeah. Wife. All yeah. of them. All of them. Yes. So um, James was our third home birth and everything was like perfect, beautiful, amazing, but there was a knot in his umbilical cord. Mm. And so during the delivery, the knot tightened um, so much so that it cut off his blood supply oh, and wow. he was a stillborn. Oh, wow. And so, um, you know, my husband did an emergency baptism. Um, um, there's a couple other things that happened in that in those moments afterwards. We called 911. The paramedics came, um, took, took James. His name is James Fulton. We already wow. knew we were going to name him after Fulton Sheen. Um, and so they took James and my husband to the hospital. And um, the entire time that James was in the ambulance, he had what they call PEA on the monitor. So like the heart, heart monitor just showed, golly, I'm sorry, it just showed yeah. a pulseless electrical activity. Mm. So... Um, and like legally you can be declared dead yeah. if you're PA on the monitor. Yeah. So it's just like if you're thinking of a heart monitor, it's just like the little squiggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So there was nothing. There was just there was, it, he wasn't a flat line. Okay. But he ha he didn't have a heartbeat. He just had the electrical like gotcha. if you have a pacemaker yeah, and yeah. you die, okay. you would still have the squiggles and they go in and they turn off the pacemaker. Gotcha. Okay. So um uh so he gets to the emergency room, they try everything that they can to bring him back to life nothing is working so they finally uh there is a neonatologist who was on call because it was the middle of the night and so she said as she's driving into work you know she says we'll try for five more minutes and then just call time of death wow. and so wow. they try for five more minutes uh just kind of so that basically when they called time of death they could walk out into the hallway and tell my husband you know, I'm sorry, Mr. Engstrom, we did everything we could, but yeah. your son didn't make it. Yeah. And, um, and so you're, they but you're, but you're laying there like hearing all, like hearing her say five minutes or no, no, because oh, okay. I was, um, you know, <laughs> I was at home. They took James gotcha. in an ambulance and then like I had to, yeah. I don't, I don't know who listens to your show, so I don't want to say too many. <laughs> oh, uh, over 18, over 21 for sure. Okay. And so my I mom. There was like the afterbirth and stuff gotcha. like that, that had to be taken care of. Okay, okay. And then they needed to, they wanted to monitor me for just like a, a little bit to make sure that I was going to be okay, that I wasn't going to have my own emergency, yeah, right? Yeah. And then they transported me separately in a different ambulance okay. so they could continue to monitor me. Okay. Um, Man, that's crazy. So you're at home and you and your your husband and your child just have to leave and then you're, man, that is that's crazy. That's nuts. I mean, yes. we've we've gone through emergency, you know, preparedness routines. You know, we've talked through it. But I guess I just yeah. always assumed if if the if there was an er emergency with the baby that my wife would just that we would all go. But I guess you're right. Like in that moment, you can't <laughs> you can't really just strap into a seatbelt and if right. you've just given birth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. So um so like while all of this was happening. I was either at home or they eventually took me to labor delivery. And then once they saw that I was stable and not going to hemorrhage or anything, then yeah. they finally allowed me to come down to the floor that James was on. But, um, but basically, yeah, so I wasn't there. I heard all of this secondhand, um, yeah. or part of it secondhand, but, um, when they stopped working on him to call time of death, um, James's heart started to beat. 
shot up to 147 beats per minute, never stopped again, but he was dead for 61 minutes. Wow. From the time he was born to when his heart started again. That is crazy. Yeah. So he was dead for over an hour. And so then they assumed that there would be massive organ failure. Yeah. Brain damage, right? Yes. Brain damage. And then just like all of his organs would be so severely lacking oxygen that they would all just shut down one by one and he would die again is what they expected. But, um, you know, he lived and then, and then they were like, okay, well he'll, he'll probably live, but he will be very severely disabled. And they kind of painted just this really, really grim picture of what his life would, would probably look like. And, um, and they said probably because, you know, they like want to give you hope. There's this, there's this ounce of hope that they always try to give you. Um, but like most people didn't expect him to live, you know, through the night, through the weekend, you know, probably not a week. And so, um, but he just kept living and he just, um, like getting better and better and better. And so when he was, um, nine months old, he was, you know, we had a, we had a follow-up MRI when he was, I think six months old, maybe Mm -hmm. no, yeah, something like that. And um, and it showed no brain damage. Like an initial brain, like, uh, what are they called? EEGs and MRIs that were done like in the first 24 hours of his life showed that there had been damage, that he had a very abnormal brain, mm-hmm. things were not right. But when we did the follow-up testing, everything was perfect. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. It is crazy. That's so a crazy he, story. Yes. What's yeah. cra- what's crazy is uh, our last child, Katiri, um, she like came partially. I'm not sure if the umbilical cord was around her neck or not, but I'm, pr- I'm pretty positive it was completely around her neck. And then also, so as she was coming out, the midwife like put yes. the cord over her head. Well, and then I'm assuming this happened because of that. When she after she came out, there was a perfect knot in in the umbilical cord. Um, after that. So that was pretty crazy. That was pretty like, I mean, it's always, it's not scary is not the word, but it's just like, everything's on edge. (laughs) And as the baby's coming out, it's like, okay, is everything okay? Is everything all right? You know? And, and so that was, that was a very like thrilling moment, um, there when, when we saw that. So, but thankfully everything's fine. Everything's fine with Katiri. So, okay, good. Yeah. That's wonderful. So when, um, when where where are you guys located right now, or like where are you from, and located? Um, so we are from and located the Peoria area, Peoria, okay, cool. Illinois. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. So Pre- pretty home birth, uh, home birth friendly area, or what? Um, not, <laughs> we've given I don't we've know. given a, a my, my we've given birth. My wife gave birth to two of our kids in an apartment complex with very thin walls. So that oh. was that was interesting, like that. We were self-conscious of that. We moved after the second time. We were like, "All right, we're just not gonna do. We're just yeah. not gonna do this anymore." Where are you in Texas? Right now, I'm in Texas. Yeah, we were in Toledo, okay. Ohio at the time. Oh, yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, that was our first. That was the first place we lived. Our first apartment. Okay, it's pretty wow. nice. So, is your was your husband pretty on board with the home birth stuff, or was this something? How how long have you wanted to do that? My wife has said that she wanted to do that forever, and. I've actually been cool with it since 10th grade anatomy and physiology, Mrs. Sanchez's 
anatomy and physiology class. Yeah, we watched videos of home births, and she talked. Yeah, and she talked about how cool it was. And I was even then as a tenth grader, I was like, I think I, I think if I ever get married, like I'll be okay with that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. So, um, I when I I lost my first baby to miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And as kind of as a way of, of dealing with that, I read every pregnancy book I could get my hands on. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Okay, and because some people think that's weird, but no, no, that makes <laughs> but, sense. Um, I read uh, Birthing from Within and um, oh, golly, I don't know, another like hippie, Ina Mae Gaskin. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, my wife probably does. When okay. my wife listens to this, she'll be like, yes, 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 okay. <laughs> Okay. So I read about their home birthing experiences and, um, and then the business of being born. Yes. We watched that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That came out right around the same time. Okay. And so I, um, watched that and read those books and I just, and we had had such a bad experience with, um, when I miscarried my, my child with Mm -hmm. like traditional medicine. And so, and then when we met, the home birthing community and they just were so like pro baby and pro woman. And yeah, this podcast is pro babies. Good. <laughs> I have two kids that are about to run out of popcorn, but you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Just make more <laughs> popcorn or something. <laughs> that was so perfect. This is a pro, <laughs> a pro baby podcast. Yeah. Good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so they were just so pro pro baby that Travis and I decided to try it. And yeah. the first birth went really well. The second birth went really well. And um, how many kids do you I have? I think it went really well. My babies actually both like my second. I give birth to really big babies, so my second baby was like ten pounds something ounces, and he oh, got yeah. stuck. Yeah, but you know whatever. <laughs> and then after James, it was just. We couldn't do home birth anymore after James, you know. But, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So now we're at the hospital, which is good because my babies have just gotten bigger and bigger. But <laughs> Some big boys. Yeah. So what? how many boys and girls do you have? I have three girls and four boys. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. We have all boys. We had our first girl. I know. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Pretty weird. Yeah. It's very weird. But so how long have you been? How long have you been on? in the internet game how long have you been like putting like right because you're writing online how long have you been doing that for eight ten years uh, at least yeah how what yeah. what talk what made you start doing that was it just the mommy blo- by the way i wish i could just be a mommy blogger i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be honest about it <laughs> i wish i could be a stay-at-home mommy blo- i think deep down i am a mommy blogger i think like <laughs> I am the I am the biggest non female fan of Blessed Is She, by the way. Like Are you? one of the OG fans. Like like way back in the day when I was starting up this very not popular and failed idea called Reverb Culture. I was like starting up this thing, and yeah. right as like we were starting to get a little bit of traction, Blessed Is She just skyrocketed to the moon. And I remember just being like, "Yes!" Like yeah, like like just cheering it on. Like this is exactly what someone should be doing. Like yes, do this. This is like back in like I don't know, 2012 or 13 or something like that. I don't know. I just remember yeah. just remember watching that take off. So just explain some of that for people that don't know. 
Of Blessed Is She? Well, just you, like, your experience going, what what brought what what made you just start writing online and then getting into the whole thing? Okay, so I started writing online because I was pregnant with my first baby, um, and and I wanted to, like, basically just scrapbook. I wanted, like, post pictures. Uh, I was a newlywed, yeah. and um, actually it was right after I had miscarried my first baby, and then... Um, and shortly after we got pregnant with our first living, our first, you know, chi- firstborn child. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to kind of scrapbook that for people who didn't live near, yeah. near us, you know. And um, I don't even think I was on Facebook yet. And I had a blog. Dang. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I know. Because so, it was, I think it was at a time when you still had to have a college email address to have a Facebook account. Dang, that that is definitely OG. Like that is that is like way we're talking way back. We're talking like 2008, 2009. Yes. That's yes, awesome. We are. Yes, that is exactly Okay, what and talking. so and so when when do you make when do you make the shift to I mean I mean you're definitely not just scrapbooking anymore. Right? Like Right. Um I think I just kind of uh, I I do still do some scrapbooking because yeah. I want my kids to like look back and totally. see, and I, I mean, you know, the internet's not going away and exactly. I really suck at baby books and things like that. So, you know, if my kids want to see their first day of school pictures, yeah, I've got a blog. Exactly. My <laughs> wife, like I'll start getting, I'll, I'll get into the season where I'm like, I'm going to vlog a little bit. And my wife, my wife is like, why are you doing this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And she says, well, at the very least, we'll have the best family videos <laughs> 10 years from now to look back on, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. So when when did you – sorry, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I think it – I've always – I remember in um, in high school and in college studying literature and reading these collection of essays and being like, how do people write essays? Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> where are these published? Like, yeah. how do you still do this, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And – um. And I just, you know, I didn't have to go through the process of being rejected by a bunch of exactly. You can just editors. hit publish, just hit publish. That's right. <laughs> so, so I really loved that aspect of it too, and yeah. I think that it did over. The, and then when when everything happened with James, that just like exploded. Yeah. You know, um, so I remember Jennifer Fulweiler. Um, who I think was still at Conversion Diary at the time, like she shared James's story with her readers and asked people to to pray for my son. And um, that just brought a lot of people who started um, really walking with us yeah. and walking with me and kind of, um, yeah. I mean, if you go back and like read some of my really early stuff, there is just, you know, that really sanctimonious self-righteous like this is how you mother and i had one kid (laughs) kind of crap that a lot of people were producing but but then if you keep reading you'll get to a point where it's like wow i was a huge jerk and i'm really sorry (laughs) (laughs) you gotta kind of find your voice a little bit yes i I was the same way when i first started i was so precious about i was like okay i'm i'm going to to create a website like now what am I going to say? I need to say like the perfect, I need to, yeah, like I need to, I need to say something that's going to be profound and also correct. And also, and also like the, the take on whatever. Yeah. Like marriage, parenthood, any of the, any of the following. Yes, totally. 
So, but I, and then I found that, um, actually it's really funny, Edmund, because as I, um, I think most of your podcasts, most of your episodes of your podcast, and, um, I, every time you talk about social media stuff, I am like, oh my gosh, I am like, I am one of those people who's doing a crappy job. <laughs> That he's making fun of. Or wait, 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 wait! You you broke up a little bit there. So you said you were make you're making a confession right now. Is this is what this no. is what's, what's wait? You said uh, you have to be honest, and then it broke up a little bit, and then you said something about oh. you're bad at social media. Uh, yes, I've listened to yeah. Uh, I've listened to your podcast. Uh-huh. I think most of the episodes. Okay, and um. Uh, uh, people who are doing social media, like Catholics who are doing a bad job at social media. Uh-huh. I'm always like, oh crap, he's talking about me. <laughs> like what? Like what am I saying? Now I'm all self. I say so many things. Now I don't remember what I said. I say so many things. Well, just like about how like the quality, the the quality has to be there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know. And there's a. I've heard it. I mean, people have been saying this for for a long time. Like, yeah. just buy headphones, buy a microphone, buy a lamp. Like yeah, yeah. it doesn't cost that much money and you can make it just a little bit more professional Yeah, and it'll look really good. And you'll, you know, and I totally appreciate that. And I'm like, meh. I'm gonna- <laughs> well, but here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say to try to, to try to redeem our friendship here. Uh, okay. <laughs> there, I, I will say this. There, there's two things I'm always thinking about is the, the quality and the visual, the visual quality, the visual like aesthetic or design or whatever. And then there's a the quality content, right? Because if Fulton Sheen had a crappy VHS camera and he was alive right now, like we would watch it. We wouldn't care because right. his content is amazing, right? So I think, right. I think like you can get away with it, Bonnie, right? You got good content. I, you got quality content. So the, the appearance, <laughs> the appear, right? It's like a balance right there. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. So when, I, what were you going to say? There's a lot of, um, I mean, you know, obviously, like if you go to like the really popular Instagram accounts, yeah. there's just a lot of uh, for for women, anyways. Yeah. Um, it's just very, very perfect, very staged, yes. yes, really bright, like almost bleached out whiteness, brightness, yes. Um, and like all the colors are the same, and like if you were to look at my Instagram feed, that is not what it is like at all. And I think so. There's this. Um, I consider myself a little bit of a rebel. Maybe I'm also lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm so glad we're talking about this. This is exact. Yes, yes. Okay. I I think I wanted to get your take on some of this stuff because I I, I sometimes when I'm on Instagram, <laughs> like fighting for whatever it is I'm fighting for, which is like trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing on the internet. There uh-huh. are times where I feel this pressure to be the perfect, you know, whatever the, the perfect Instagram account. But then there are other right. times where, and, and this podcast, honestly, you probably know this, this podcast honestly was like g- giving myself freedom to be not perfect, to just hit record, have yeah. an hour conversation and then hit stop. And whatever comes in between is fine. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're going to, start seeing some of these perfect accounts or perfect um yeah like these perfect this perfect aesthetic start crumbling for the more honest the the hard the trick is though there are some people who are like well i'm just here i am like here's here's just me um but like like you said earlier i think but they're also lacking content like they're they're or they're lacking the quality of what they're trying to say like they don't yeah. You know what I mean? So 
I mean, none of none of this really matters at all, anyways. But the fact, but but I think if if I had some opinion on that, I think, yeah, I think I think the more on it, you know, I'm a, as you know, I'm a huge Gary Vaynerchuk fan, and he talks about like, look, if you're if you're a huge Instagram account, every now and then you need to post a photo where you like have a zit or something, you know, because right. it just starts getting old when when everyone has that that vibe, like everyone has the yes. perfect vibe. Yes. Yeah. So I think my, I think my just trying to be relatable to people that I would actually be friends with in real life. Exactly. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I, and I, I think that I, um, and I always feel so kind of icky talking about this because. Wait, um, hold on one second. Someone's screaming. Yes. I'm so sorry, Bonnie. That's fine. I, you know, as I'm just talking about, like, just hit record, and I'll probably edit out some of these pod or the popcorn interruptions, but because <laughs> I think they're getting a little too much. But um, okay, sorry, man. This is exactly what I wanted to talk about. Uh, you were saying you feel kind of icky talking about some of this stuff. Yes, yeah. because then I feel like it seems inauthentic, and I don't want people to think that I'm like putting on a show for them. Yeah. Um, because I'm not right. Yeah. But um. I mean, a little bit I am, but (laughs) (laughs) this podcast is literally called the show. (laughs) I mean, we are a little bit, right? Right, right. It's such a weird relationship because what are we doing, Bonnie? What, like, why are we even putting anything out? This is why you are, you, this is why I want, this is part of the reason why I want to talk to you is because I feel like I can relate a little bit to you in that. I mean, I don't, I don't know what I want to say. Anyway, like, <laughs> I don't know what I want to say. I just want to say that, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I can relate to you in that it's like, what, what are we, why am I posting stuff? Like, it's fun. It's fun yeah. putting on a little bit of a show. It's fun. Like, I've always put on shows for my parents and for, and it's just like the adult version of putting on a show, right? It's like, look at this. Is this something that you want to like or share like it's just such a weird and then you throw in the religious aspect of it and you start you know you're tempted to be like i'm i'm doing something very important you know it's for the gospel it's for god it's for jesus but then but then that tension between um am i you know am i going to pretend to be someone i'm not in order to get across a message or in order to get followers or in order to whatever version of success you might have in your head yes yeah. And I, I know that I am, um, I try to always do it, whatever I'm doing to, for the honor and glory of God. Mm-hmm. Like that's my life lived. Right. And, um, and I'm hoping that when I'm sharing stuff online that I am building up the kingdom of God, Yeah. but also I'm just like, I, it's amazing how many women have messaged me or DM'd me or whatever and said, um, you make me feel like I'm not so alone as I'm like drowning in motherhood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember it's really weird to me because I'm finally old enough and I have enough kids and my kids are old enough. where like, I'm that mom, but I remember being where they are and needing, you know, like Dweezia from house unseen, mm-hmm. um, or Catherine Whitaker from team Whitaker, like these moms who are just, a little bit like five years ahead of me in the game. Yeah. And I could look to them and say, 
like they're doing it and I don't know how they're doing it, yeah. but they're not, you know, they're yeah, not yeah, drowning. Yeah. Anymore. And I could reach out to them and they could um, really kind of like be a balm to my heart mm-hmm. and my vocation as a stay at home mom and everything. And so, so I know that to an extent I am becoming like friends with these women, right? Yeah. I'm building relationships with women I've never met. That's a little weird, mm-hmm. but, yeah. <laughs> but it's also kind of beautiful, yeah. you know? And, um, but I think the whole, for me, I can't, take it too seriously. Like I need to do it to honor and glorify God. But at the end of the day, it's just Instagram. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just putting stuff in this electronic cloud up there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So what, who are, who are, uh, who are some people or what are the, you were talking earlier about you like consuming or reading people who you feel like you can be friends with in real life. Who, Who are like, who are some people or what are some things that you feel like are, um, yeah, are that for you? Besides me, of course, um, always watching and consuming all of my stuff, following me everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Actually, your your wife. I'm yeah. super interested. Yeah. <laughs> like, who is the woman behind Edmund Mitchell? Yeah. That's what I... <laughs> we've, we've, man, we've started and, and stopped creating a podcast where it's just me and her so many times like and oh, anytime really? yeah and anytime uh when we were when we were launching Lumi Box, we do a few videos i don't know if you'd seen some of those where me and her yeah. we have such a hilarious dynamic on camera that <laughs> it is like i don't know if you've seen any of those but it's pretty funny yes anyways okay so who I, else okay so um well do you know shannon evans no okay shannon also she also writes for blessed is she um and she it her blog is called We a Great Parade and she is really big. Um, what is it? We just a, we a, a great, great parade. Oh. We a great parade. <laughs> we a great. Okay. Oh, okay. I I think it's a reference to a literary thing that I am unfamiliar with. Okay, got it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so honest. Like, so I don't honest. know. It's like Chesterton or something yeah. like that. I don't know. That was uh, a good guess. <laughs> yeah. He wrote a lot of so, stuff. Yeah, he did. It sounds like Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, so anyways, she writes a lot about um, social justice and yeah. solidarity and things like that. And that's something that is um, she, she kind of, um, I don't know, makes me step outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. And has um, so, and I am fortunate enough enough to have met her in person and to um, have gotten to know her. And so she kind of has helped me. Her friendship has helped me grow. I think a little bit. Um, I always talk about my Grinch-sized heart, and so she, her friendship has helped me grow my Grinch-sized heart. <laughs> um, but she's definitely someone where I just kind of, you know, from the very beginning when I first met her online or like encountered her blog, I was like, I want to be your friend. You're yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nell from Whole Family Parenting. Do you know her? No. Okay. I, I, this sounds familiar, though. Whole family. She, yeah, whole family parenting. Parenting. I feel like I maybe know this, but. Maybe, yeah, she is the managing editor for Blessed Is She okay. and just a wonderful woman. Yeah. Um, but so, she, yeah. And then Mary Lenneberg. Do you know, you have to know Mary Lenneberg. Oh, man. Right? Oh, man. You're, you're embarrassing <laughs> me. Because uh, <laughs> okay. I'm afraid I'm going to say no. I feel like I need to look these up because I'm afraid if I'm afraid I'm going to say no. And then that person's going to listen and be like, yes, we are friends. We have interacted multiple times. Uh, I don't know. Who, wait, a- say it again. Mary, Mary 
Leneberg, L-E-N-A-B-U-R-G. I'm such a horrible mommy blogger. I like. I'm just so horrible. I yeah. need to remember. I need to remember these names. No, I don't think you I need- do know. No, I don't think I've seen this. You're giving me She's so great. many mommy blogs to read. I know. I know. <laughs> no, so, I'm, I'm okay. No, yes, yes, I, yes. I know Mary. Like, I don't know if she knows me, but I, I recognize Mary, and I've yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So she's just another, yeah, she's another one that, and then I already mentioned like Catherine Whitaker. She's another yeah. one that I mean, just, I don't know. She's so cool. So, so <laughs> when did you, when did you and Blessed Is She start, when did you start collabing with Blessed Is She? Um, from the very beginning. Yeah. I was, um, Cause you, which I don't even, you were one of the founders with Jenna. I am not a founder. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. Jen, I mean, Jenna's the founder, but yeah. she reached out to a group of mommy bloggers and asked, and I, and I was part of that group. And she basically said, Hey, I want to do this thing. Um, I don't know what it's going to be called. I don't really know what it's going to look like, but I want to do it. Will you do it with me? And, um, and like in true Bonnie Ingstrom style, everyone else responded to her <laughs> in a pro- an appropriate amount of time. And then like a week later, I was like, hey, is there still room for me? I, I meant to respond, reply to you and I forgot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So in how long ago was that? I think it was. Right at the beginning, pretty much? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and what's that been like? So you're, write, you're writing all the daily content. <laughs> I, I you write, write an article a day. That is. <laughs> Yes, that is exactly yeah. what I do. That is, um, I write one devotion a month. Yeah. And then I occasionally write for the blog. Mm. I occasionally um, do stuff on Instagram. Yeah. I've led a couple of workshops. Um, what was that like? Like, for me, I mean, I'm totally fangirling here, fanboying here. But for me, Blessed Is She is, was, for me, it was just such a, a symbol of this first kind of grassroots takeover of of um what I don't even know what you call it of like catholic media like it wasn't it wasn't a big catholic company reaching such a wide or, or such yeah. a the numbers that it was reaching it was a bunch of mommy bloggers yeah. it was a bunch of mommy bloggers who didn't really know what we were doing yeah. and um yeah yeah and it was awesome yeah <laughs> i mean i i will like when I really think about it, I will cry because like Jenna, I just, I'll always be like, Jenna, Jesus invited you to step out of the boat. And then you stepped out of the boat. Like most people are like, uh, that's okay. Jesus. I'm really comfortable right here. And you know, and like, because of her just trust in God and following him and being fixated on him, um, he has just done amazing things. The Holy spirit has done amazing things. It is, it is remarkable. And it's like all over the world, yeah. you know, I think a lot of times I think like this is just in America, but it's not just in America. Mm-hmm. We have women who read on, on every continent. Well, maybe not Antarctica, <laughs> but, but you know, it's just, and there's, there's blessed brunches that happen Yeah, yeah, yeah. all over the world. Yeah. You know, people are, people are reading scripture and praying to God and thinking about Christ on a daily basis because Jenna Gizar in Phoenix, Arizona felt lonely, felt like she needed a sisterhood 
and she loved God and wanted to love him more. And she wanted women to help to walk with her on that journey. And God put something in her heart and she responded to it. Yeah. Like, isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's awesome. And Jenna's a badass. Yeah. Like I, like I've been a huge fan of Jenna for the longest time too. Cause I felt like, I, yeah, I just felt like she was doing all the right things. And, uh, the other thing that's crazy is like, if you, if you were to, before blessed she started, if you were to, if you were to say, Hey, some some large Catholic orga- media company or organization should start a a daily women's devotional and and do exactly what you said, like just make a worldwide community of women who who read scripture. Everyone would be like, "Oh yeah, sure, we should do that." But but like you guys pulled it off and did it in a way that yeah, that blew up in a yeah. I don't know what they're yelling about. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I still am trying to process what, you know, cause then you had other things kind of come out of this or it, what I feel like came after was like the living person and some of these other movements kind of trying to start up something, mm-hmm. you know, that, that yeah. was just grassroots built or, or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's just crazy. When, when I saw that you guys were having your first retreat, I was like, Holy cow. <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> a literal like retreat. Like you guys are, you guys are putting on retreats. This is crazy, crazy. Yeah. So yeah, what, and they're amazing. So what do you, what do you think not to get too, I don't know, practical or something, but what, what do you think the future of like, what do you think some of this stuff means for the future of Catholic, whatever, like Catholic media or just religious stuff online? <laughs> like where do, where I, do you think this is going? I have no idea. <laughs> Perfect. I don't even. I don't even think yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. You think about these things and you talk about them with your friends, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even. I'm just over here baking bread. Okay. Like, I don't know. Okay. Well, what else are you really into, Bonnie? What are you super into right now? What is Bonnie really into right now? Nothing. Um, <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? This is this is what I no like this, to do. no joke. I was so um, I think it was my I think it was my junior year of college. I walked into Bob Rice's um, office. Bob Rice was a professor is a professor at Franciscan University, and yeah. I had written some paper about something. I forget why I had to meet with him. And um, in it, I was like, oh, I was ta- I I had to write some type of intro, pretending to write an int- like an introductory introduction a cover letter for like a parish trying to get a job at a parish okay. so i wrote this okay. cover letter and in it i was describing a little bit about myself and i said something like you know i like to read you know catholic books or something and bob looks at me across his desk and says what other hobbies or interests do you have and i just sat there i sat there and i felt like the biggest loser in the world I had not, there was nothing, there was yeah. nothing, literally nothing in my head. I mean, granted I was a college student, so I'm like, that's all I'm really doing. And right. I think the only thing that came out of my mouth was I said, I hang out with friends <laughs> <laughs> and you could just see, like, you could just see internally <laughs> like Bob's, like you could see Bob's face, but but, but but behind that that gentle, nice mask, internally he was like judging the hell out of me. He was like, he was like, I'm staring at a loser. This is what a loser looks like. 
that's what it really felt like. <laughs> he was like, this, this is what college does to people. This is a yeah. loser. That's so sad. Yeah. He no. put me on the spot. That was his fault. Yes. Yes. I've since, yeah. I've since picked up many hobbies. Um, like the things that I love are, um, like masterpiece, <laughs> masterpiece theater. Yeah. Masterpiece theater. Um, you know, I'm Downton Abbey down Endeavor. Do you like Endeavor? No, I haven't seen that. Okay. Very good. Okay. Very good. Um, <laughs> um, I do love to bake. I like, I bake all the time. Yeah. You listen to a lot of my podcast. I listen to podcasts. Do you listen to other podcasts? I do. Like what? Um, well, I mean, of course I listen to Bishop Barron. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because he is like, you know, he's just, he's good. There's, he's, there's just something special about yeah. Bobby Barron. So yeah. he's yeah. good. Bobby Barron. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. Yes, he is great. Um, his excellency. And then, um, <laughs> I just feel like I need to be super respectful after I called him Bobby. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I also love. Hey, listen, I had you. I had kids in my youth group that I had to tell to stop calling our bishop Bish. They kept calling yeah. him Bish. They kept saying, "What's yeah. up, What's up, Bish?" <laughs> I was like, "That has to stop. We got to stop that now. Right. <laughs> we got to nip yeah. that Joseph right. Baring house. You need to stop that." <laughs> um, I like the Gathering Place, which is Blessed Is She's podcast. I think okay. Jenna and Beth yeah, yeah, do yeah. a good job with that. Yeah. Um, much more structured probably than this. Oh, you know, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the Catholic feminist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I haven't, I haven't listened, but I've been following, I've been watching what they've been doing. Yes. Claire is amazing. And she just, where's all the men's stuff? Where, how, how, is it just that, is it just that there is a, a, (gasps) an unfathomable, unfathomably huge market for women's stuff like this. Cause there's like no, now I, now I am seriously, I'm going to show my, okay. If I haven't already showed my girly side, I have, I do follow. She reads truth. And I know that like Jenna and everyone kind of follows in his, and then there is a, he reads truth. There's oh, a, there? there's a, he reads truth. Yeah. And they're trying, I mean, they're trying to get it. I feel, <laughs> I feel like if anything, all of the millions of or like the thousands of people that are following she reads truth are just yeah. logging into their husband's Instagram accounts and just like following. <laughs> I feel like if anything you can mobilize, cause that happens at our parish. It's like we have the yeah. mom's group and then any momentum that a men's group would get would literally just be like spouses forcing their husbands to go to stuff. Right. right. What were you going to say? You were like getting excited, like uh, Catholic stuff. You should know. I can't oh, this is true. That- my number one. True. That was the, love- one of the first podcasts I ever started listening to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Them. They're so, really um, great. Like every Thursday, I'm like, you shall not speak to me <laughs> <laughs> until I am done listening to this podcast. So <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I love, I love them. Catholic stuff you should know. So, um, what, what, so what do you think about the fact that there's a lack of any type of men's like, like, re- I can't think. Maybe there is one, but I can't think of a solid. Like, like the Catholic gentleman. Yeah. Um, but would you would you classify the Catholic gentleman as as in the same like the? I mean, blessed is she. I would not consider in the same kind of category as the Catholic gentleman. Does that make sense? Right. Like, well, they're just I, very different. Like my husband 
doesn't want what blessed as she offers. Yeah, yeah. You know like I mean? daily, like, like daily devotionals for men. Or I, I like if he, I guess because like Word on Fire or Matthew yeah. Keller, they already offer that. Yeah, yeah, so true. Just, um, Pints with Aquinas with with yeah. Matt, Matt Frad is very good. Yes, yeah, it is very good. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that like my so just speaking from my husband's perspective, like he doesn't want to get together with a bunch of women to build community over a brunch, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's not something he's interested wait, wait, in. But you don't think he would want to start up like a men's brunch, you know, no, no. just kind of like it's crazy, <laughs> but no. And I, so I don't know. I mean, I feel like you are better equipped to answer that question. I don't know if I knew I would, if I knew I would have more uh, listeners on my podcast, I don't, more people well, would listen. Right. If I, if, if I had cracked that code, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't I, know. Part of the reason I love your podcast is because it's not structured. Mm. It's just like you asking questions yeah. about things that you're interested in to yeah. people that you're interested in. And, and, then, ho- me- and, and then hoping yeah. that something interesting happens. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> hoping that hoping that the entire hour is not filled with. Uh... So, Bonnie, what do you think about? <laughs> what do you think about the future of X? And you go, I have no idea. <laughs> oh gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> you know what? You know what we're doing, Bonnie. We are ground. Seriously, I really there is part of this is, that I feel is true. I I do feel like like we talked about earlier. There's going to become this falling out of all the perfectness. You know, yeah, whatever you want to call them account like accounts and podcasts and all this. And we are on we are on the rise. We are we are ahead of the curve as far as un- we're able to say on the podcast. I have no clue, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, right? Everyone else is going to give their everyone else is going to give their uh, their pious opinion of something, and we're, yeah. we've come on this podcast to literally talk for an hour and say, "I don't know. I'm not sure." Uh, that's right. Not sure at all. No. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like I don't have to know. Yeah, I don't have exactly. To know, so why would I? Exactly. I've like diapers to change and bread to bake. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to ask you what happened to reverb culture because yeah. your books on um, the meditations, yeah. I thought those were great. Yeah. And I often recommend them. Well, like on our, in the blessed issue regional group there, there's always someone asking like, what's a study I can do with my husband or what's something similar to blessed issue that I can give to my husband. And every time I see it, I will recommend. Well, thank you. Yes, I think it was so so well done. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I I I am trying to find time to release the other three to like put together the other three. Um, okay. But the the man the the truth of reverb is, I mean, if you can't tell just from meeting me for thirty seconds, is that I just I just have too much ADHD. Like I just um, it became this thing that I think I think honestly part of the reason I was so happy about Blessed Is She was I felt like. Jenna and all of you were able to do something I wasn't, which, which you were able to do something I couldn't pull off, which was I became the bottle, the bottleneck of reverb. Um, I had a hard time figuring out what the vision actually was. And I had a hard time getting people. And because of that, I had a hard time, like people wanted to help, but they didn't know how. (laughs) And I kept rehashing the vision for it. And I was trying to make it too specific and I was also honestly just being too precious about it I was like the, the, you know every article that I tried to write um, 
you know, I, I, I was like, this is the article on the catechism or this is the like, I feel like it had a good the the heart and soul of reverb was like, OK, what if we made a non corny and nerdy young adult, but from a from the perspective of the authority of the catechism instead of all of these opinion websites at the time, it's felt right. like it felt like everyone's right. just yeah, everyone's just giving opinion. So, um yeah, I think I just got too precious about it. And then I had this huge goal of writing that book, the dual wielding, the Bible and the catechism. And I feel like, um, I don't know. It just felt like a failure. Like it felt, it felt like I failed. Um, I, you know, I took pre-orders and people paid for it, but you know, I kind of promised this whole video course and my friend flew out and I'd written all this content and we were going to record this whole video course. And, um, you know, after 10 hours of messing with lighting and, you know, memory cards and stuff, I just, you know, I froze up on it and yeah, I just kept being too precious about everything and I kind of just lost steam and I felt like, you know, I felt like other things were, were meeting the need, right? There's the living person and blessed is she and some of these other things. And I was like, man, what am I even doing? So we joke that reverb has had made a, has been, reborn probably like six different times. Um, so I don't know. It's just like, you know, to go back to the beginning of our conversation, I think I still am trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing, you know, like what, like what. And, um, yeah, I don't know that. Yeah. So I think that the, the short answer is that hopefully the second, third and fourth books will come out soon, but I'll probably just put them, you know, on my own website or something. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's a very sad <laughs> saga of reverb. <laughs> well, thank you for telling me because yeah. I wondered. Yeah, because again, I I thought it was so good that that first book of meditations was so good. So, and I check every once in a while to see if you've released the rest of them, and I just missed it. But I need to. Yeah, reverb became this like this closet I didn't want to look in for a long time, you know, because it was like. Oh. I'm sorry. No, it was, it's fine. It's fine. I'm recovering. No, it just kind of, it became this thing. Yeah. There was just, there's just so, so much and so much to do. And yeah, I just didn't, didn't know what to do with it. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's the story with that. I mean, but we still, what's crazy about all of it is that I do really feel like I was in one of, you know, that kind of like that first round of people trying to, to do stuff like that on Facebook kind of before yeah. the blessed she. And, um, even man, if I knew what I knew now back then I would have done things very differently, but man, way back then, I mean, I still get tons of different types of traffic or email. Like people will randomly email me. I'm like, we haven't put out an article in three years and people will email me and say, Hey, I would really like to submit an article. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that happens all the time still, even though there's not like literally nothing going on on the Facebook or anything, or people will email and ask about different things. So it's just crazy. Like we, like we said earlier, it's crazy. Once you put stuff on the internet, it's crazy what, how long it lasts. So yeah. Anyways, those books will be coming soon. Thanks for, thanks for asking. That'll, that'll give me enough motivation to, to put them out. Okay, good. Good. Well, is there anything else uh, you want to you wanna say before we, before we wrap up? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Is there anything else you want to promote? Any, any other predictions that you want to you wanna put on record here? Um, no. I- I'm literally staring at 
one of my children is right off camera and he's naked. Yeah. He's completely <laughs> naked eating a <laughs> eating an apple. You, That's great. You gotta go, bud. <laughs> That's parenthood. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure one of my kids is poopy. Um <laughs> So, you know, that's just, that's just life. Yeah. I, um, no, I don't, I have like, really, when I told my husband we were going to do this, he was like, well, good luck. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bonnie, you are so perfect for this podcast. Cause that's literally what, what this entire podcast is about is just, is just whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> that, yes. I had a lot of fun. So. Well, good. If anything, this is just an excuse for us to hang out for an hour. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm uh, I'm going to get you and my wife in touch because I think my wife would really like you too. Uh, that would be great. If you ever want to start a, a Catholic home birth podcast. You know, I, I created way back in the day when there was like a land grab for all these Facebook page names. I yeah. grabbed, I created um, Catholic midwives something Facebook. And my wife, who does not do like a lot of social media, hardly any at all, has been mm-hmm. moderating the Catholic midwife Facebook page. For like really? a really long time, yeah, and she that's still amazing. gets she still gets traffic and stuff. So, anyways, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I people don't really like me in their home birth corner because <laughs> of my story. So, wait, what do you mean? They, what do you mean they don't like you? They don't like me in my in their corner, like in the home birth corner, because yeah. I have like the epitome of an example of like I had. Oh, a home gotcha, birth. gotcha. Yeah, yeah but see, I mean? when people say that, I'm like, I'm like, there are stories of people. Dying in hospitals. I don't understand why. Yes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But it's still like Jim Gaffigan has, he has oh, a joke yeah. about it. Oh, Do yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. That, like, that whole bit. I, I basically yeah. memorized it when it first came out and would just yes. like give it to people because I get so many <laughs> weird looks, like right. relatives and family members and stuff. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. But when he made the joke about like his kids dying, Travis and I looked at each other and we still laughed, even though our son had literally died during home birth. But it's crazy. I know. So, cause we're, I don't know, we're probably sketchy to have done that. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I think people should at least watch the business of being born or, yes. or just attend a home birth. Do you know, I, I'd say this all the time that I'm actually, actually farther along in my doula process, my doula certification than my wife is. So my wife is, like interested. Are you serious? Yeah. My wife is a, well, just because you have to be present at a certain number of births that aren't your Uh, own. Okay. And so I've been present at more births that are not my own than my wife has, (laughs) even though she has tried to be present. Like she has been to some, I'm still ahead of her. (laughs) So I always joke that I'm going to get certified before she is as a, as a midwife. So I'm telling you, I would be a fascinating, I would kill as a mommy blogger. Yes. I could take some bleached out white photos of my food. <laughs> don't, don't do it. I can do it. Don't do it. Anyways, well, yeah. I, I know we, we talked about about an hour, and I think my kids are all probably naked and on fire at this point. Okay. So we should Jack probably it. we should probably wrap this up, right? Or maybe we just don't. No, just keep going. No. <laughs> no, I'm saying maybe we just maybe we just let it end. Like at some point I'll just cut it. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Okay. Well, thanks for being on. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. You can find Bonnie, everyone. We're talking to the audience now, breaking down the third wall. You can find Bonnie at a knotted life, right? A knotted life.com. Yes. Go find her there. Um, If you could make everyone that listens to the show do one thing, what would you make them do? Um, I would make you 
call your mom and dad and say I love you. Oh, that's good. That's a good way to end. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go call my mom. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Bonnie. This has been fun. Yes, it has been. Thank you. Goodbye, Edmund. Yeah, bye.